Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130. To Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991. To Boston, Bloomberg 1200. To San Francisco, Bloomberg 960. To the country, Sirius XM Channel 119. And around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. And that is the sound of the opening bell. Good morning. I'm Karen Moscow along with Tom Keene and Michael McKee. And the opening bell brought to you by SEI. Today's competitive marketplace requires asset managers to become more operationally adept. Imagine transforming your business with SEI's global platform at SEIC.com slash imagine. Stocks lower at the open. The S&P 500 down three tenths percent or six points to 2012. Dow Jones Industrial average down a third of a percent or 60 points to 17,169. NASDAQ's down four-tenths percent or 18 points to 47.32. Ten-year Treasury up 7.30 seconds. The yield 1.93 percent. Yield on the two-year 0.94 percent. NYMEX crude oil down 1.7 percent or 62 cents to 36.56 a barrel. COMEX gold down 1.1 percent or $13.20 to 12.31.90 an ounce. The euro $1.1106. The yen 112.95. Tom and Mike. Karen Bosco, thank you very much. Well, if we're going to talk about debt, debt covenants, and problems with debt, um, we need to talk to our problem child, Lisa Bramlitz from Bloomberg Gadfly. Did you did you go long valiant yesterday at seventy one? Wasn't that you? She that that was me. I was just You're actively. Like, what you guys she would never buy she's, equities. She's a bond girl. She's like Ace Greenberg. She walks around with a vest on the floor of Bloomberg News with buy tickets on one side and sell tickets on the other. <laughs> and popcorn. Is this a? Well, <laughs> uh, just straight to it. How bad a shape are they in? Well, you know the bonds are tanking, as you would expect. Um, one thing that I find really compelling is that the bonds are not going even further lower. I mean, they were lower at the end of February, and they're going back to that level. Um, but they're, I mean, this is this is terrible. A company is coming out and saying that they might not meet their debt covenants and that they miss their uh, projected earnings by by more than a billion dollars. I mean, this is this is a company that's struggling on so many uh, fronts and will continue to struggle. But you know what's interesting? This company has almost twenty billion dollars of debt, and it's held by all the biggest investors. I just looked at who the biggest holders yeah, of value of debt. Yeah. All right, it's BlackRock, Fidelity, J.P. Morgan. If you look at the biggest high-yield bond ETF, uh, Valiant is, you know, this, the 11th and 13th biggest holding of this particular fund. So, you know, the problem with companies that run into trouble that have a lot of debt is that you have so many investors with such a vested interest in keeping the debt prices up and that these are the bonds that are most frequently traded, that, that you're not going to really see the massive yeah. decline until it's too late. Well, and Max Neeson, we should be clear, is carrying the water on Valiant, uh, is carrying the water on Valiant uh, uh, for Bloomberg Gadfly. But, Lisa, you've seen this so much, the red headline from Bloomberg, Valiant plunges as much as 25% in early U.S. trading. It's another cautionary tale whatever the soap opera, on accounting. My experience is the bond people always get disaster before the equity people, always in every case. Did you off the bond desk at Bloomberg see the valiant challenges earlier? Did you feel like you guys saw it coming when you look at bond prices of valiant? Um, not necessarily. I'm I mean, just 110 down at... to 90. Right. I mean, but there was a pretty precipitous fall. Um, and it was in September, but that was really, I mean, it kind of came along with 
equities at that point. And I would say that, you know, increasingly, debt markets have had trouble figuring out the accounting to such a degree yeah, and I being agree. a leading indicator Mike, in the 50, same way. Mike, $52.22 down 25% right now. Yeah, uh, this is a, a situation where um, they are their own worst enemy in the sense that the, the lower – um, the stock price goes, uh, yeah. the, the more the bonds are affected, the higher price they're going to pay on the debt that they owe. Well, think about what their model was. It was to borrow a ton of money to go out and acquire competitors and then jack up the prices of the drugs uh, in order to increase the profits. That's what their plan was. On both fronts, it's been stymied. They aren't able <clears throat> to jack up prices because of congressional pressure, and they can't borrow the way that they used right. to. And, and, the, and the other idea here is just simple accounting 101, which, folks, for those of you with a Bloomberg terminal in your car, you can do off the weighted average cost of capital, WACC chart on, on any of these things, is all of a sudden 30% debt becomes 31% debt becomes right now 33.6% debt just because the equity moves lower. I mean, I'm sorry. They're, 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 you know, Medigliani and Miller, Merton, uh, Miller, they're, they're, they're linked to say the least. But this also, I mean, it brings us back to the point that people were making that the problems in the mar- in, in the economy right now and in the, in the bond market in particular, but, but broadly, go way beyond just energy. You have exactly that equation. After you have companies that have levered up so much, even if they say their earnings are a certain level, those earnings can drop significantly. And then you can see that leverage ratio go up pretty dramatically. I will say Max Neeson sits next to me. And this morning he said he was- Yeah, what's uh, he say? He was, he was running at the gym at 6 a.m. And, and he saw, you know, that Valiant came out and he was like, oh, gotta get to work. And, you know, sure enough, he was at work by 6.30, you know, typing away. Yeah, I was running at the gym early this morning. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, we were running right. at the gym. I was running Abramowitz, at the gym watching you. One more time letting us know we have no life. Uh, <laughs> new low, 51.24, down 26.5%. Valiant, Mike, has yet to find a bid. Uh, let's move on from Valiant, if yes, we could, and uh, talk to uh, Ms. A about uh, tomorrow's FED, um, the Federal Reserve uh, meeting, and uh, how bond investors are looking at this. Tom's been showing a chart suggesting two-year note yields uh, might be reflecting bond vigilantes. I don't know if 10 basis point move over six months to two years is is a vigilante or not. I mean, does the bond market have a firm opinion at this point, or is it just being blown about by the headlines? No, I think that the, the, the biggest bond investors who I speak with, the BlackRocks, the JP Morgans, the Goldman Sachs asset managers, they think that the market has been too sanguine about the idea of, uh, of the Fed hiking rates again this year. And even though, you know, our WIRP function shows a 2% chance of the Fed hiking this week, in other words, they're not going to do it. Um, you know, they, there is showing, it is showing an increased chance that there is going to be a hike later in the year. I think what, the big question among the people who I speak to now is what can the Fed do to, to change the conversation and bring it back to them? Because in some ways they've really ceded control to what's going on in Japan and in Europe. And, you know, at this point, the dot plot is less meaningful because it's been wrong so many times. You know, whether they hike a little bit now doesn't really speak to longer term rates, which are being pushed down by lower inflation expectations, as well as some of these unconventional monetary policies. So I think that, you know, there is a big question of what can the Fed say to show that they do have some control? What can the Fed say? I mean, what, what are people thinking? 
well, they could talk about what's going on overseas and assess the uh, efficacy of him. I mean, what if they came out and they said, you know, we think that so far negative interest rates are not proving effective in Japan. What if they said that? Well, but they're not going I to. Right. I mean, <laughs> no, they're not going to. How's, how's issuance? How slow is Wall Street? 20 seconds. Uh, well, investment grades actually really picking up speed, but high yeah. yield still really kind of struggling. Okay, Lisa Bramwitz, thank you so much. Great briefing on Valiant. Spur of the moment, and of course her expertise on negative rates. Can't say enough about Bloomberg Gadfly somehow – if she can drag Mr. Neeson out of the gym, possibly he could find a little bit of time to write something intelligent <laughs> oh. on Val- Valiant this morning. And we'll drag Rural his man. sorry worked out butt onto the show tomorrow, Fed Day, to talk to us about Valiant. We do not have a 49 print on Valiant, but I'm not going to kid you. Uh, we look like we're getting there rapidly. Valiant uh, down 27%. Uh, we will follow this story through the day. It's become more than... Just a pharmaceutical train wreck. It's become now of almost forensic and accounting interest for global Wall Street as well. The down negative 98, the VIX, 17.45, uh, Dow down 100 points. All right, let's check in now with Michael Barr. Get the latest world and national headlines. Mike, Tom, thank you very much. Republican presidential candidates Marco Rubio and John Kasich are hoping they can still hang on following today's primaries in five states. Voters will be casting ballots in Rubio's state, Florida, and Kasich's Ohio, as well as in Missouri, Illinois, and North Carolina. Democrat Hillary Clinton is hoping to keep rival Bernie Sanders from building new momentum following his surprise win in Michigan. Last night in Charlotte, North Carolina, Clinton says she has a debt-free college tuition plan that is more affordable than Sanders' plan for tuition-free college. We got to get the costs down. They have been rising too much. And if you say something's going to be free, there is no incentive to control the costs. Iran State TV says Tehran has retrieved thousands of pages of information from devices used by ten U.S. Navy sailors briefly detained by Iran in January. Today's report from an Iranian naval commander says the information was retrieved from laptops, GPS devices, and maps. In a policy reversal, the Obama administration is set to bar Atlantic Coast oil drilling. Environmentalists and coastal communities said the activity would threaten marine life and tourism along the U.S. East Coast. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists and more than 150 news bureaus from around the world. I'm Michael Barr. Mike, Tom? Michael Barr, thank you so much. Moments ago, a 49 print on Valiant, 49.39 down, 29% will continue to follow uh, this story. Tomorrow, Fed Day, Scarlet Foo, Michael McKee, Tom Keene at 1 p.m. Bloomberg Surveillance brought to you by the Jewish Communal Fund. JCF's donor-advised fund is the smart and efficient choice to manage your philanthropy. Call 212-752-8277.